Build up my key community. How are you guys doing tonight? Here we go, here we go, here we go. Dropping stuff. Good, everybody. It is your guy, Sir Inc. And before I start this video, I want to uh, say thank you for being here. And uh, the drink of tonight is called a Rusty Nell, which is scotch. And Drambuie, your favorite scotch and Drambuie mixed together. It's kind of sweet and strong. Drink too many, you're going to be sweet. And also, because we're getting, in such, we're getting into such an interesting topic like toxic masculinity, I'm going to drink a little bit of wine tonight too. This is a Malbec, Castel Diablo. Castellaro del Diablo. Malbec. Chili 2021. But without further ado, let me cut this off and let's get right into the show. And then I'm going to come back with comments. You know how I do. I'm going to come back with some comments for you guys. Good evening, Tabitha. How are you? So here we go. Let me get this up. Bang. Go, Toxic Masculinity Boy. You can always listen or watch us during your private time. Hello, kinky and kink curious folk out there. My name is Sir Inc. And today, oh, let's get into one of the number one topics out there. Male toxicity. Ooh, yes. Toxic masculinity. Whichever way you want to phrase it. Right. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about this push of, uh, of about men and how we're handling our business out here. You know how we're acting. OK. And where does male toxicity come from? Hmm. Could it be feminism? Could it be feminism pushing men to go more toxic? Or, or is, is it a power struggle right now because women are competing with men in the workforce? Women have a lot of education now and they're and they're 
forcing their way, well, not forcing their way, but they're earning their way, earning their way into positions of power, you know, prominent positions in companies and so on and so forth. So are girls really running the world? <laughs> and, if, and if that's the case, are men fighting for their once um, granted position? Well, that's what I'm going to talk about today. So what we're going to talk about. So let's get into it. So it says, uh, so I have some bulletin points written down. So let's, let's go over. Toxic masculinity is a term that has been gaining traction in the past few years. This term refers to a dominant form of masculinity where men use dominance, violence, and control to assert their power and superiority. My next point, next bulletin point. A few examples including telling boys to man up when they feel upset or justifying abuse of inappropriate behavior with the phrase, boys will be boys. Next one, there's plenty of room for someone to be masculine without being toxic or engaging in behavior that's dangerous or hurtful. And lastly, there isn't one type of man. There is an array. Society has us thinking this way, though. Society has us thinking that men are one way. So let's get right into that. Put that down. Let me prop that up real quick. Here, let me prop that up. Okay. So, a few examples including boys, telling boys to man up. So, I, I somewhat do not agree with that, and I will agree. A lot of times when you guys hear men telling boys to man up, you just hear a phrase, and you think it's like men pushing boys out there to the wolves, right? You think of like 300 when they send a young boy into the cave with the spear by himself. Like, you know what you got to do? You got to kill that wolf and bring it back. And then we'll know if you're a man, you can be part of the 300. It's not like that. Uh, a lot of times men are giving young boys lessons, right? And the only way that a young man is going to learn a lesson is when conflict arises, right? And so when we're telling a boy to man up, a lot of times the young man has already got the lesson. So now we're telling him to stand on the lessons that he's learned. That's what manning up means. Okay. That's what, um, that's definitely what manning up means. And when I think about that and more expansively, there are decisions that men and, and young men need to make that are non-emotional um, decisions. And it's hard to teach a young man when to be emotional and when not to be emotional. That is such a hard balance because we're all human beings. We all have thoughts and feelings and, you know, and deep emotions. And when you're connected to something or you want something or you feel like you're being cheated out of something, that can be very emotional. So sometimes saying man up is when that man or that boy or that young man is standing at that fork in the road where it's logic or emotion. When you hear man up, man up means go with logic, not with emotion. Because emotion may lead you to the logical path. It may lead you to the end result of the logical path. But 
it also may lead you to all this other stuff that's just a waste of time and may not bring you to any real resolution, okay? And I was always told, if you don't do something right the first time, you're gonna pay twice as much to do it right the second time. So it's just like that with decision-making. So, so a lot of times when you guys hear man up, that's because the lessons have already been taught and what we want the young man to do, what we want the little boy to do, the young boy to do what we want the man to do when we say man up is to go off the principles and the lessons they were taught and walk with that and walk that path get out your feelings and walk that path that's not being toxic that's being logical that's telling them to push through emotion and make the best decision see the emotional decision can be toxic because if you're in a situation where um, things are going wrong with, with a, with, let's say, for example, with a woman in a situation and she's being disrespectful, like she's cursing you out, like emotionally you'll get revved up and feel like that disrespect needs to be met with force, right? When you hear that, 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 that wisdom that you got, like if you have to hit a woman, you don't need her. Lessons from my grandfather. And so when you're going in that, when you're in that storm, when you're in that barrage of words coming at you, and fuck you, motherfucker, you ain't shit, blah, blah, blah. You know, that man up is, you know what? I'm not even going to take the emotional road and argue with you and maybe get so emotional that I hit you, right? That I'm going to man up and walk away. Manning up looks like walking away in a lot of situations. That's manning up. Manning up looks like manning down but actually you made the right decision to walk away because if you get physical or verbally abusive, it can't, it's not going to go right for you as a man. You lose as a man, you lose power as a man and you lose leverage in a relationship. If you argue with women and the term boys will be boys. We're going to, we're not going to use the term boys will be boys to justify boys young men or men doing dumb shit to the opposite sex when we saying boys will be boys this means like for example in the barbershop we argue we joke we laugh sometimes things can get a little you know pretentious we can get to you know in each other's face that's boys being boys okay a man punching his woman hitting his woman verbally abusing this woman that's not boys being boys we don't treat we don't teach boys to do those kind of things at least not the men that have raised me nor the men that are in my circle we are very emotionally intelligent and healthy men rel relatively um that we don't i don't hang around anyone that abuses women in no way shape or fashion and we come from an era and a time where we want everything to be off our mindset, off of our conversation. So we're going to take our time to explain things to a woman or break things down to a woman mentally than we would physically. We would prefer if a woman is being that hostile that we call up one of our female friends to go address that. 
just as well as a woman arguing with a man, right, needs to pick up the, if that man seems like he's revving up to be volatile or violent towards her, needs to pick up the phone and call her male representative, whether it be her brother, her lover, her father, someone who can meet this man on his level. That's being mature about the situation. So let me go to my next topic. Uh, there's plenty of room for someone to be masculine without being toxic or engaging in behavior that is dangerous or hurtful. Well, I just went over that. And that is absolutely true. Gentlemen, when you use emotionalism and when you're using your physical force or when you're verbally abusive, when you know this person has certain insecurities about themselves and you use that to berate them, you use that to tear them down. That is not considered amongst measured men a good tactic. That amongst measured men is looked at as being bitch assness. That's right, bitch assness. A man must be measured and to be measured, you must be thinking and controlling your emotions. A man can never or hardly ever lose his cool or emotions when dealing with a woman. Not to the point. You can argue. Not saying that. You can raise your voice. She can raise her voice. But to the point that you're getting in her face or grabbing her in an aggressive manner or like, you know, in a violent manner or hitting her is completely unacceptable. Using your physical presence to intimidate a woman is unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. You want to establish that you're a dominant figure in a relationship. Once you've established that, there's no need to actually get physical. A woman knows her limitations physically when it comes to a man. No matter how much they're talking, if you know you can physically overpower her, nothing she says should be able to hurt you. They may sting, but you can walk away before you can, before you take it so personal that it emotionally moves you to get violent physically or abusively or verbally. Okay. So we have to check ourselves. Um, and lastly, there isn't one type of man. There is not one type of man. And we have all this different stuff. And you guys have heard me talk about this in other podcasts. So I'm going to break down four different types of men. You have a beta male. You have an alpha male. You have a bisexual male. And then I'm going to say you have a neutral male. So we know the other three. You all know those other three. What is the neutral male? I'm going to say the neutral male is just a good dude. He's a good dude. He's a nice dude. He really doesn't want no smoke nowhere. He really wants to live a comfortable life or just live life without conflict. He's not really a problem solver. He's a get along guy. Okay. He does have some rules about him that he's not going to break. He's probably the go, go to work, come home guy. You know, he's not, um, he's not overly ambitious, but he's right there in the middle, right? He's a safe guy. 
And then we have the alpha males. And we know what that is. We know the beta males. And we know the bisexual males, right? And there's a lot of women through history, though now is now being more talked about and more openly and more, and more openly discussed and seen, is that there's a lot of women who have bisexual men. And part of male toxicity, right, is berating bisexual men and beta males to make alpha males stand out as the thing. But the funny thing about that is alpha males, healthy alpha males, need not to focus on any of those other three males. They don't really care to even talk about them to that degree, or they can discuss them, them kind of men without putting them down, without shaming them for whatever their, uh, whatever aspect they're coming from, right? An alpha male is very secure in himself and focuses on himself and what he's doing. He doesn't care about the, the beta male and how beta males are losing or how the guys in the middle are kind of, uh, they're just there. Or bisexual men, like, oh, these men are having sex with women, they're having sex with men. Like, ah, they're alpha males, healthy alpha males don't give a shit about that. They're focused on them, their, their circle, and their tribe. They're not worried about other men and how they move unless those men are in their circle. Okay? That's what it is about alpha males. But you have this culture now which is red pill, blue pill. Red pill meaning alpha, blue pill meaning beta. And uh, and healthy red pill men do not go, do not throw beta males under the bus. Like, oh, them dudes is losers, da, da. They don't really care. We understand that there's beta males. And that's okay. Like, we need all different variations of people out here, right? Of course, I'm on the side of, I think we need more alpha males out here, right? But we're in a culture where a lot of women are raising kids by themselves or split parent households. So the kids, especially the boys, are not getting male nurturing every day. They don't get to see a man move like a man, talk like a man. Resolve conflict like a man, especially conflict in a household with a woman. So what happens is women raise boys in a way that they want to protect them. And the way that they're protecting boys is by, by shielding them. And what men do, right, is men do not shield boys. We inform boys on how they need to move based on how we move. So when a boy See, when that young man sees that his dad moves or that male role model, that male figure moves a certain kind of way, he sees that as relevant. He automatically um, copies that behavior. He automatically moves like that man would move. Okay? Even if he stumbles, right? When you get the man up, he straightens up. He straightens up and moves in that, in that direction that that he's seen of success. But without without models of success, we turn these young men loose and we have no way of controlling a grown man that has not had the nurturing from a man to know how to 
control himself. So they're in all kinds of toxic relationships. They're toxic because they don't know how to control their emotions. They don't know what emotions that they actually need to pay attention to and which ones they need to let go of. This is the times we're in. Okay? Not all men are toxic. Not all alpha males or when a man is explaining something to you or a man is holding firm in his position, does that mean he's toxic? Yes, we have we have um, we had systems of patriarchy that are now being um, torn down, and so you have some men who may not know how to move. They may not have realized that you need more education, you need more skill, you need more of this, you need more of that. So now they feel as though they're losing out to women who have realized, right? Because women, just like a lot of African-Americans through the history of the United States, have been subjugated to not being whole citizens. And we've all had to fight for our rights, okay? And I give a lot of, a lot of props to, to the feminist movement in the way of they realize they need education, and they realized how they needed to move together to get things done. Not only on a, uh, not only far as just jobs, but far as laws, far as voting, a lot of, you know, far as women getting um, healthcare, all this kind of stuff women have fought for. So that part of feminism is really good. But like anything, when you're fighting against a machine so strong, like that male-dominant machine, right? When you're fighting against that machine, you have to swing that pendulum way far to the other side, right? So we're at a time where that pendulum is on the other side. So now we're fighting over a lot of shit, petty shit. A lot of stuff is petty. We have cancel culture. We have all kinds of nutty stuff. Like we can't even express ourselves, male or females, on subjects that are kind of controversial without someone wanting to take you off of TV or take you out or want to kill you. Like, it's crazy. So what happens is, I'm hoping that with those pen, with that pendulum being swung so far over here, that somehow that we can all come to this medium ground. And I feel as though, a lot of generations will be lost to this war of the sexes. Feminism, um, toxic masculinity. A lot of people are going to be lost because of this. A lot of relationships will be stunted because of this. But hopefully, hopefully, our kids, our kids' kids can find their way through this mess and still have good unions going forward. But a lot of our generations are going to be lost because we're fighting each other. Now, one caveat. One thing that I love about BDSM, I absolutely love about BDSM, is that we are already coming in holding on to old style relationships or at least the structure of relationships. Whereas the, the male is the dominant and the female is the submissive. 
one caveat, hold on. Or just there's a dominant and there's a submissive, no matter what the genders are, okay? So it is the dominant that sets the path and in in, in, in agree the gender with the submissive. And the submissive agrees to said agenda that they absolutely have input in, that they absolutely have the things that their concerns, their desires, their wants in that agenda agreed upon and hands the power, their power, their right to choose on certain things, so on and so forth, over to the dominant. That makes things move smoothly. And there's a lot of alpha females that are submissive in their relationships because that works for them. Because yes, when you go to work, you have to get your shield and your sword and you got to go in there and fight for everything you want. I'm not blaming any woman for going to work and having to get it the way she got to get it. You got to fight men. You got to fight women. You got to fight everybody because in the end, it's an eat what you kill situation. If you're trying to climb the ladder and have success, it is really eat what you kill. But when you come home, who wants to have that kind of energy when you come home? Because again, that's to be a boss is to have Martian martial energy have to have aggressive assertive energy right that is fire again as i've spoken to you guys before women are moist creatures by nature men are fire and there are times that women yes need to exert that they need to come with that fire right so when you go to work and you're in an environment working around men working for men or whatever the case may be or you got women underneath you that's aggressive then you have to be aggressive right and so but that's bringing fire Right. That's bringing yang. Right. But when you come home, do you want to be yang? Do you want to have to be bossing anything up around the house? You want to come home and just be able to be yin, to be feminine, to be nurturing. You lose nurturing when you're in your yang position. So yang at work, yin at home. The women that have a good balance of that. Right. They will come home and give their yang up to their partner who's yang whose position is to be yang all the time and yes men can have that we all have yin yang in us but males are more yang women are more yin but there are times where we both must exude yang yin yang okay so there's a time where men can't be yang with kids right with your boy, you can be yang, but not all the time. You have to know when to be that assertive and aggressive part. And you need to know when to be nurturing. You need to know when to fall back and relax. So this is the balance of yin-yang. This is the balance that we need to achieve in a lot more relationships. This is what I believe. We need to keep teaching our young males, our young boys, so they don't grow up being toxic. So they don't grow up being over-emotional. So they know how to make moves with emotional intelligence and not just pure emotions that make them look irrational and out of control. Raise these men to not argue. My grandfather would always say, men do not need to argue with women over small things, never. When you argue over small things, 
when you need to speak up and say, this is what we're doing, they will think that that is a topic also to debate. My grandfather always said, men speak when they need to be heard. That means a man should not be overly chatty. He should not be overly talkative. When you talk too damn much, you can get yourself into some complex, you can get yourself into some complicated situations. You can say dumb shit that you got to justify. So a man needs to know how to be reserved and know when to speak and when not to speak. Know what to discuss and what not to discuss. Again, my my play brother slash mentor would always say to his wife, they would have some discussions and go, you know, is this a is this a divorceable offense? Is this a divorceable topic or debate? Because if it's not, I really don't give a shit. We could talk, but if it ain't really, it's not that deep for me or for him. It wasn't that deep for him if it wasn't something that was an end of the relationship conversation or a pressing financial matter. So this is my 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 thoughts on this, guys. Again, when this video goes off, I will be going live to um, to maybe throw some more um, thoughts about um, toxic masculinity. And also I will be um, reading back some of the comments in the thread and maybe, um, you know, commenting on those um, comments as well. So again, you thank you for uh, being here with me, watching me, encouraging me to, uh, you know, constantly bring out more topics and subjects. Um, you guys know if you need to contact me, DM me on the page. You can email me at sirink09 at gmail.com. You sure. can check me out on the website at sirink.com. You can always DM me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, sirink on everything. Thank you guys for watching thank you for your feedback hold on for what's next peace uh a lot of what you guys heard from me tonight basically goes back to how we're training boys and i think that some of the old ways the old ways that men used to be is going out and I think those, if we would consider them like computer programs, I think some of that old programming is is leaving, but they're not going out with a, without making a bang, as we say. But I think men raising boys are not really, we're not really taught how, not a lot of us, some of us are, but not a lot of us are taught how to be men and how to be men to our boys and be men to our our daughters and be men to our wives. So you can cut down the toxic masculinity when you're taught this from an early age. And what I'm saying is, I say there's a lot of lost generations. Yes, I believe there's a lot of lost generations. So we're gonna have to figure out right now how to teach these young men how to be more uh, progressive, how to be more emotionally intelligent, how to be just more intelligent, uh, 
teach them how to get along with others. In a world that we're all isolated off just the, the phones, and we really don't meet people like we used to, like just meet people. We can meet people artificially, and whether you meet them actually in real life or not, probably doesn't really happen as much as you probably would think. So what I'm saying is, the field is changing, and we have to change with it. Men can no longer just act like da 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 and complain about women and wreck a lot of relationships because we just don't know how to be men. We don't know how to be straightforward as men. So a lot of toxicity can come from dudes wanting to be themselves, but they really don't, they never really been taught to be themselves and stand on it. So now they got to do this other stuff and that's stressful. And then you call them out then that becomes stressful. They don't know how to deal with it, then they explode. Normally the people they hurt are the ones that, that are closest to them. Uh, and you know, this is the same, you know, can be the same for women because you guys are gonna be living their lives like men, single, not knowing how to get along with a man. So we just all have to bury the hatchet, figure out a way to work together. And I think it's easier to work with someone when they can be honest with who they are. And that's why I was saying I love this lifestyle so much because we already coming with, a lot of people in my experience are already coming with this is what is going on with me. You know, but if you date somebody vanilla, you can tell the difference. If you date somebody vanilla, you can tell the difference. You can tell the difference. You can tell the feel, the conversation, the way it's moving. You're like, eh, we're not really getting to the to the to the meat and bones of the situation you know people in the vanilla world like keeping stuff on top they really don't want to go too deep in this lifestyle things go deep we go deep deep uh and i like that about this and and what i like about this lifestyle too no matter how quirky someone is no matter how extreme someone is no matter how reserved someone is we all had that understanding and that's what this is about in exchange. And if we fill in one another, we exchange very easily. And it makes it real easy when a man is, is able to be clear with who he is. You know, I hear that from me a lot. It's better when a man can be clear with who he is and what he wants. It makes it easier for him and it makes it easier for anyone else in his life to understand that this is where he's going. And you can jump on board if you fit in or not. Anyone arguing in their relationship over bullshit, I just feel sorry for you. I'd rather be by myself. I'd rather be alone. I don't know how you argue with someone night in and night out. I, I, I did that. I lived with somebody for a year like that. I walked out. Can't do it. Can't do it, won't do it. It's just ridiculous. Why live with that kind of stress? As much that's going on in the world, why live with that stress? So I think a lot too, dudes, like you can eliminate a lot of stress. A lot of toxicity can be eliminated if you eliminate your bullshit decisions. A lot of dudes is just making bullshit decisions. They really just can't make sound damn decisions because they're scared to be who they are. They're scared to walk in their purpose. Just say how you want to live it. 
Somebody will want to join in with you. You know, same thing for ladies. Be who you are. Stop stop not being yourself in a relationship because what happens is you're still bleeding through. And when you bleed through, that becomes a, a toxic situation. So again, what I like about BDSM, the lifestyle, the power exchange dynamics, is that we're already open to exchanging. We're already open to exchanging with one another. You know, exchanging who we are. And so that happens very quickly. You know, it doesn't take a year for you to be like, oh, that's what it is. Like normally you find that out within the first month. You know, and guys have to understand how to be emotionally connected, how to talk, how to be yourself. Because when you make it easy to communicate, it makes her easier to communicate back with you. And we can eliminate a lot of toxic situations if we as men stop holding shit back from the beginning. If we holding stuff back, women it, women sense that. Women can sense when a man is not being himself completely. I don't know how to explain it. I really don't. But women know when something ain't right. Women's intuition, yes, but it's energy. And not many men are trained or that good to fake their energy. So most men are like fucking stupid when it comes to this. That's why it's best that you be yourself. Be yourself. Clean what you want to do. Put people in your life that are going in the same direction you're going in. We could eliminate a lot of arguments just right there. Just right there if the man's clean is the man's clear. If the man is saying, like, yo, we have a ceiling, your ceiling is here, or there's no ceilings. You need to know that. You need to know where the limitations are. But dudes be like, ah la la. They just be passive. And I don't get it. I, I I don't get it. It's not a good. It's not a good. It's not a good formula. It's not a good formula. It's not a good formula. Oh. Right. Tabitha, Tabitha says, "Took me thirty years to get back to who I really am." Yes. You know, and, but. My, and so here's my hope for our future generations, that they're growing up in a world that they're doing everything in front of your face. They don't regard privacy as golden. So maybe that they can live their life more upfront so they can eliminate a lot of the dumb stuff that we've all gone through. And then, like I said, my next one coming up is on my next podcast is on mental health but the one after that is going to be on feminism so i'm gonna bring some things up from here into that one uh the reason why i brought that up the reason why i brought that up is because it's this battle between men and women right now and our generations i will say the generations born in the 60s in the 70s and the 80s or all and the 90s they're catching it too are all caught in that game of education and who you are how much you make uh women want power and all this nonsense just look at the generations ahead of us 
if they don't have a high success rate, why are we doing the same thing they've been doing? We have to change something. But I do know this. When you see healthy relationships, you know it. It's like seamless with those two people. They may have their issues, but they get along very well. And that is not always exciting, but it's practical. So you have to understand if you have if you're the type of person that is like a burnout cell phone, this is good for a minute. It ain't good for a long term. If you know you're not a long term runner, don't get into the marathon. If you're a sprinter, say I'm a sprinter. I'm here today, going tomorrow. I think we could eliminate a lot of problems if we all just come to the table with who we are. Let me see. Maybe that's also part of the man up for men. Oh, yes, the man up, you know, me, the man up for men for me is, uh, why can't you just be who you are? I just, so many men struggle with that. I'm going to say, in my experience, like eight out of 10 men struggle with that. I don't care if the alpha males beat them. Like eight out of ten men struggle with that. We're not taught that in 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 this society. We're not taught that. There are other societies that still have men like that. That the average man is like that, upfront, very. You know, forward, speaking. Uh. There's other cultures that still like that. We're just not there anymore as a Western society here in America. We're just not, we're taught, we're all taught a lot of one another, if I'm being very honest. I keep telling you guys that, you know, there's a culture amongst men where they, where they encourage cheating. I, I just don't, I understand it. I've been a part of it. And I, and for a very, very, very long time, I never really agreed with it. Um, at all. I just don't understand why men can't be men. I've been feeling like that since my 20s. I just don't get it. Be yourself. Be who you are. Say who you are. Don't make promises you can't keep. I mean, it's really not that hard. You scared, you scared of what? Losing what? You know, men always talk about how many more women there is in the world, so if there's that many women, why are you scared? Because the truth of the matter is, not all men are having relationships or the kind of sex that women think that we have. We're not having the kind of relationships that women think that we can have. A lot of guys are losing. There's a lot of guys at my age, late 40s, I would say 40s to 50s that are not having relationships. And the ones they in, I know some good married dudes, healthy, families healthy, straightforward dudes, but it's not many. And some of them are lying, you know. Uh, so again, this is why I love BDSM because we don't, we, we try to avoid those things by understanding where we're all coming from. We don't kink shame one another. You know, we accept every, we accept, we already expect that your sexuality is something more expansive than the regular person. So that eliminates a whole bunch of fucking problems right there. 
It's just understanding what that shit is. Okay, now I understand what you do. I understand what your thing is. Cool. If I'm not cool with it, I'm going to play. If I'm cool with it, we play. I love that. So, let me read it. What up, bro? What up, Shadi? Uh, Tabitha, I love your questions. Uh, okay, you guys know. I, you know what? When I go from that damn video to back to myself, I try to mute the microphone so you guys don't hear me. And I end up effing this up and having it on mute, talking all this good stuff, and then you guys didn't hear. I wasted a whole bunch of stuff, right? Uh, okay, so Tabitha, let me go back. You said, can a can an alpha personality be that neutral person? No. 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 The neutral dude, nah. The neutral dude is just a neutral guy. He is, you guys know neutral dudes all day. You either work with one, you got one calling you in your DMs. Neutral dude. Dude that's good dude, got a job, he alright. Yeah, he look alright. He might dress like, uh, or he dress alright, but he ain't, ain't much to him. He not really making no, he's, when it comes to going out, he's not like, hey, look, I'm going to pick you up at 8 o'clock. I want you to have this on. We're going to this kind of, this the restaurant, look at the menu. If you don't like that, I got another one. If you're not talking like that, he's like, whenever you want to go out, whenever you're free and, you know, I'll pay and I'll pick you up, like all that, see? Or wherever you want to go. See, that's the shit I'm talking about. That's the neutral guy. The neutral, the neutral guy just wants to get along. Whatever you like. Whatever you like, dog. Whatever you want. Whatever you like. And that's difficult. Because women don't feel like that's... It's like you got to do. There's a lot of women who have dudes like that. A lot, a lot of women have men like that. I know those women. I know those men that are those guys. Let me see. Uh, what does a man feel if a woman says to man up? Well, let me say, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something on that topic. Let me sit up a little bit. Let me sit up a little bit on this one. If a woman has to tell a man to man up, it is basically a done deal. Done, dunny. Done, dunny. Okay, done deal. If you have to tell a man to man up, then you have to make a decision. Do you want to be with a man that you actually have to ask him to be a man? Because if he's not being a man, now you just got a dude for the sake of having a dude. But if you don't really respect him, and if you're telling the man up, that means you really lost some level of respect for him as a man. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, if a dude is acting like a bitch or he's not really, you know, acting like a man in a situation and you have to tell him to man up, that ain't on you, that's on him. If a woman has to tell me to man up, either she's insulting me on purpose or she's telling me I'm going to fucking sleep at the will. So it can only be one of the two. And I ain't asleep at the will. So there's got to be a slight. It's got to be a slight. Because she needs to explain what she mean about I need to man up. Okay, so there's only two ways you can get the two ways you're going to take it. Either she's trying to wake you up, but she should never have to, or she's disrespecting you. You got to figure, you got to just figure that part out for yourself. Uh, but you know where it's coming from. 
You know what I mean? A man knows where it's coming from. Just give me one second. Let me turn my speaker off. Let me get some music on. Bluetooth. Let me get some more questions. Yep, fair enough. That's not for me. Okay, I see the difference. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool, cool. So again, I thank you guys for hanging out with me on this late night. Uh, I've been starting them a little late uh, for my people on the East Coast and all, I mean, my people on the West Coast, but also it helps me so I don't have to rush after work, trying to work out, all that stuff. So later works for me a little bit. But uh, you already know, if you don't, if you can't make it, if you East Coast time, you got to be in the bed, it's all good. They'll be up the next day. I appreciate you guys. I'm doing more podcasts. Um, again, you guys know where to reach me, sir. INQ09 at gmail.com. If you want to email me, sir, INQ on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and catch me on kingspace.net. Um, again, I always like your suggestions. Let me know because I'm um, feeling in the creative mode. So if you throw me a subject, I'm going to break it down and talk about it. Um, until next time, until next Wednesday night when I talk about mental health. Peace.